550 KTSA and FM 1071. Well, happy Friday Eve, Mr. Rama. <laughs> happy Friday Eve, brother. How you doing? I'm doing great, man. Uh, if yeah. I if I was any better, it had to be about 14 of me just to keep up. You know what I mean? <laughs> what does Dave say? Well, there's better only than I deserve, right? Better than you deserve, right? Rice and beans. Re- mm. In fact, I just had some rice and beans. Um. <laughs> well, look there. I, I got, look. I'm sorry just to jump in, but there's sure. look, there's pothole Pete. Uh, he's I in know. Palestine <laughs> uh, with a hard hat on. Yeah. I guess he's off his personal time right now. Well, see, and that was the thing two nights ago. <laughs> he said, "I'm taking some personal time. I'm taking some personal time. Yeah. I'm going to take some personal time." And this was a surprise to everybody. He shows up over in East Palestine. Hello, Donald Trump. Thank you, Donald Trump, for getting him off the dime. Isn't that sweet? Getting getting his butt in motion, man. That's exactly why he's there. Because Trump was there yesterday. Well, and I wonder if he's going to take anybody to lunch. Let's uh, let's go ahead and play. Uh, Cut cut number three. Donald Trump goes into a very full McDonald's. Very full McDonald's. And right. I'm going to buy food for everybody here. Everybody. Go ahead and play it, Jimmy. Go ahead. Enjoy your meal, and we're going to get the meals for the fire department. Hello, What's your specialty? What's your specialty? Hello, everybody. That's a nice, beautiful-looking group of people. So I know this menu better than you do. I probably know it better than anybody in here. Uh, we're going to uh, take care of the fire department. Okay. We're going to take care of the police department. And what we do is all the people that are eating. Right I'm now, the owner, Mr. Tr- Mr. Oh, President. So How are you? I don't have to give him. That's right. That's a good one to own, right? Yes, it is. <laughs> Anyway, he's talking to the owner. It's it's jam packed, and he's got you know. I know this menu better than anybody. It's a it's a big beautiful <laughs> menu. It's a big beautiful menu, and I know it better than anybody. And I'm gonna buy it for everybody in here. And uh, and and then he said, <laughs> "Can you can you can you make it fast? Because I got to get on an airplane. I'm gonna eat on the airplane." <laughs> you know. Okay, two things. He's two Trump. things. If if I could just throw this out sure. there real real of quick. First off. You know, and I there's a lot of people on the left that are going to say I'm full of crap here, but he genuinely does love this country and loves the people of, of this country. Of course he does. And he loved those people in East Palestine yesterday. Of course he does. And secondly, he that's the Trump I love. Who he was yesterday, that's the guy. And I, I honestly think that he just got back into office with that yesterday. I, I love Ron DeSantis. I love all the other folks that are kind of stacking up. But he really just knocked it out of the park yesterday. Big time. Big time. You know, and, and certainly it was some politics there. There was political was. motivation. Sure. But you, you see the way he is with people. And you and I talk all the time about, you know, when you're a big wig, how you treat the guy behind the cash register and how you treat the people who are cleaning the bathrooms in your hotel is who you are. And one thing you know about Donald Trump that everybody who has ever worked for him agrees and ever encountered encountered him is that he treats those people like they're CEOs. Well, let's bring and, up and something just, else. Ah, let's great. bring up something else because while that was going on, at that very moment, Joe Biden was falling on his face, literally, oh, literally falling on oh. his face, which has happened a number of times yeah. climbing into Air Force One. Now, nobody's talking about that. That's not all on ABC. It's not on CNN. They're not, they're not talking about that. But this Shocking. Is, but, 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 yeah, <laughs> it's important, and here's why. Uh, you have an elderly mother. 
You yeah, wouldn't. You wouldn't even allow her to walk across the room without hanging on to her. And I'm the same way, right? When my grandmother got old, I, I didn't yeah. allow her to take two steps without holding on to her. So well, there's, there's something called being protective of somebody that's, who is that's where I'm going. That's where yeah. I'm going. So with my dad, as he got older, I would hold his elbow and walk him down the hallway and all that kind of stuff. My mother-in-law, same thing. I don't let right. her get a two two feet away from me when I'm around her, so I can grab her if I, I if I need to do so. She's the same age as your mom. Here's the point of that. You know, th- he's climbing these stairs, and and people are allowing him to do that because if they, if somebody was holding his arm politically, that would look horrible, right? But here's the thing. Donald Trump is over there. He's on his two feet. He's running around. Hey, baby, I'm going to buy you a burger, and I want to buy him a burger. And everybody everybody gets He's like Oprah. Everybody right. gets a burger. You know? but, <laughs> everybody gets a Big Mac. You get a Big Mac. You, you get, get a, a Big Mac. Everybody gets, everybody gets one. <laughs> and by the way, got lots of water out there in the truck. Everybody gets to get water. Over 12 pallets, baby. Yes, yes. And here's the point. If you remember during the campaign while Joe was down in the basement, when Donald Trump went and spoke at West Point, and he had to walk down that right. thing with no railing, and it was wet. You know, Joe Biden made fun of him. Joe Biden made fun of the fact that Donald Trump would hold a glass of water with two hands. Oh, God. They made fun of Donald Trump and said, look, he's in mental decline. He, ha- he can't walk. He can't do this, that, and the other. And look who in the world is falling off of bicycles and falling off of stairs. Well, and look, the dude falls up, okay? Yep. I mean, which is always, I, I'm not being funny. That's always kind of a... Bad sign. And look, all you need to know about the people surrounding Biden, you can extrapolate from the people who were surrounding John Fetterman when they shoved him out there. Right. Uh, they don't care. He's got a D. He's got a D after his name. He's a Democrat president. It doesn't ma- They don't care about him. They never have. Uh, Biden was not exactly the most well-liked guy in the Senate. He was not exactly the most well-liked guy when he was vice president by his own party. They don't, so they don't give a crap about him. He's just there to secure their power. Uh, but you know, it says a lot when you, when your family, you're his wife, you know, or his, his crack smoking son. Uh, he has family. He's got grand, grandkids and none of them apparently care that he is in decline. All that matters is that he is the president, and what do I get out of the this? The gravy train, it baby. Is. It's, it's a That's check it, from man. China. It's a Chinese check. As it's long kind as of Chinese pathetic. checks are coming, baby, then I'm good with it. That's exactly right. And he can fall down and look stupid. But when he falls down, let's keep in mind one thing. When he falls down... That makes the country look bad, okay? He well, looks yeah. weak, and it makes us look weak. So, you know, a, a, a struggle genius uh, yesterday from Donald Trump, going over there, doing that, taking care of people, and you're absolutely right. It was genuine. Now, of course, the girls on The View, well, this is all political. He's just playing politics. Right. No, he generally cared about the people, and what he was doing was he was forcing the hand of this administration, and it worked. Yeah, he made them look like fools. Buttigieg should have might as well just not have gone. Right. Today. Exactly. I, I, we all, because we all know why he's there. Okay. Donald Trump. 48, 40, yes. 48 hours ago, Pete Buttigieg couldn't be bothered on his little stroll through Georgetown or wherever the hell he was with his, with his husband yesterday. He was on his personal time. I'll get to Palestine when I can. You know, and Donald Trump shows up, makes a big, and yes, makes a big show. He, he's Donald Trump. He's a big guy. He's a big, a big personality. And now we got scrawny ass little Pete Buttigieg in a hard hat, 
uh, and goggles know, and goggles. A hard hat, dude. The train's wrecked, dude. Nothing's gonna and, fall on your head, goggles. baby. I thought it was and safe. Goggles. He's wearing goggles. I thought right. it was safe to be there. I thought what it was schmuck. okay. And he's, he's all, schmuck. you know, he's all dressed for protection while he's over there and expecting everybody. <laughs> Donald God. Trump didn't wear a hard hat and goggles yesterday. He wore nope. a Make America, and he had the hats and was handing the he hats. He did. <laughs> You God get a hat. Him. You get a hat. You, it's, oh man! It's like a Happy Meal because everybody got a Big Mac and they got hats. I mean, it's like a Happy Meal for adults, right? <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. I just I fell in love with them all over again yesterday. That was like, great. That's the guy. It That's the great. guy I voted for twice. That's the guy I supported. Yeah. That's the guy I think was the greatest was president great. this country's ever had. It was great. All right, quick yeah. break. More wearing Rima coming up here on KTSa. It is super impressive to be the best in your industry one time, but if you do it ten years in a row, now that's unheard of. But Blue Bonnet cries. Or Dodge Ram in New Braunfels, they do it. They've won the title of number one volume Ram truck dealer in Texas 10 years in a row. And with their low posted prices, it's always truck month. You don't have to wait for a special truck month at Blue Bonnet Chrysler Dodge Ram up in New Braunfels. It always is. They've got a great sale thing going on right now. $10,000 off MSRP on every new 2022 Ram 1500 Laramie and Lone Star Edition. And 1.9% financing for 72 months. Boy, we haven't heard of 1.9% in a long time, have we? Well, it, it exists right now at Blue Bonnet Chrysler Dodge Ram in New Braunfels. Why? Because they're the largest, and they have the the largest inventory and they sell more than anybody else so you're going to get the truck that you want the way you want it it's always truck month at blue bonnet chrysler dodge ram in new Braunfels, where price is the difference AccuWeather forecast we reached 89 yesterday wow it's going to be very warm again today with a high about 86 cloudy tomorrow 77 at 82 on saturday right now it's 62 at ktsa 50 KTSA and FM 1071 on Facebook, Twitter, and online at KTSA.com. All right, we're wearing Rhyme at KTSA. Yesterday, I cracked on the mayor and uh, the city charter thing very hard. I did it again this morning, Sean. I want to go back to that because, to me, I have two, two, two related stories, all right? And, and one of them is just absolutely horrendous, and that's this one out of uh, Orlando. Oh, God, yeah. Yeah. Uh. And uh, I'm, I'll relate that to San Antonio in, in just a couple oh, yeah. seconds. But anybody who hadn't heard the story, there was a murder in Orlando yesterday morning, and then a news crew went out to cover it. The murderer comes back and kills the, uh, the reporter, shoots the Starts shooting at him. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. Shoots the photographer, and then kill, goes into a house, kills a nine-year-old uh, girl, and uh, critically wounds mom. Mom, we don't know if mom's going to make it or not. Uh, the point of all this is a couple things. First of all, I've had that happen. I, I wasn't shot, but I went to a murder scene one time uh, back in the 80s here, and the guy came back, and the cops chased him. Uh, it's it's a frightening, frightening thing when that happens. Um, prayers going out to you know the entire Spectrum team and everybody involved over there. But this guy's a 19-year-old career violent criminal. And because of soft on-crime policies over there that they are trying to bring here with this mayor, this city council who voted 7-0 to zero for it, and shame on the ones who got up and walked out, this kind of soft on-crime policy is going to happen here in San Antonio. And don't be surprised when you have career criminals doing the same thing here like what happened in Orlando yesterday. Yeah, you know, it it, it really kind of uh, took me aback. I mean, I, I I'm I I I want to get to the point where I guess I'm not shocked anymore by this stuff because this guy in Orlando 
when he shot at the news crew, uh, he went to, the, like you said, he went to this house and shot and killed a nine-year-old little girl and her mom, and he had no connection to them whatsoever. Just an act of cold-hearted, I just want to kill somebody, and I, he shot. It, it's like the uh, other 19-year-old uh, about a week ago or so who stood over the cop and put two in his skull just looking down at him. You know, you're right. I mean, this these are the wages of this soft-on-crime stuff and defund the police stuff. And you look at these the, this chart, you look at these ballot measures uh, that you've been talking about, and rightly so. We need to really keep hammering this uh, until election time. That's what you're going to have here. It brings it here. You look at every one of these cities where this goes on, and those are the policies you have at play. San Francisco, that's another city you bring up all the time. Uh, uh, Austin, you know, obviously after uh, uh, last weekend and the anarchy that was going on there. So, you know, if you want anarchy, if if that's what you want, if you want to be, I know be, I have friends I grew up with in Baltimore who don't leave their houses right now. I was just about right to now. say, I was just they about to say. They don't go to work. Yep. They're too afraid. I was just about to say, where you came from is one of the first cities that went soft on crime. And look yeah. at the hellhole it is right Horrible. now. Horrible. Yeah. And so, um, you know, I, I've got another story here that's related to this. Up in New York, the, the big stores in New York, they've put together a consortium. They call it the 34th Street Partnership. And they have the money to hire these security officers with canines who go through the stores, and I saw this in Seattle when I was up there this summer, in the Target store, Sean, in the Target mm. store, they've right. got armed cops that look like stormtroopers with canine dogs walking around inside of right. a Target. And my question is, if you're a business owner in San Antonio, is that what you want here? First of all, if you're a business owner, would you support a mayor who supports a soft-on-crime policy that's going to bring that here, where people can steal from you, and it's okay as far as the mayor's concerned, and, and, and six other city council people who voted yes on this? Are you, you good with that? Is that what you want? You want your prices to go up? Now, those who have big stores like the Macy's and the CVS's, right. they can afford to hire their own security target. They can afford that. But to mom and pops they're going to go out of business and be run out of san antonio because they can't afford that they won't be able to do business in san antonio soft on crime that's what is is coming here you see it in these other cities why would you allow it to get anywhere near san antonio why would you let them go soft on crime and bring murder and theft and everything else here it's insane well two things first off um this ain't orlando and this ain't baltimore and this ain't dc this is san antonio texas which means there's a lot of folks in this town that you know what if somebody pulls on draws on them they're going to be shooting back. So you're going to have a lot more crime as far as theft and larceny. You're going to have people just busting into places like you have in these other cities. But when it comes to people's personal properties and their businesses, there there you know there's going to be some people who are going to draw a line in the sand and it's going to be, you know, a sh- you want to shoot them up. This is how you do it. You bring that crap to San Antonio. And and secondly, it also is a window into the souls of a guy like Ron Nuremberg, who you and I both at one point, you know, were pretty friendly with before he really kind of revealed what his real agenda is. And most of the city council, if not all the city council at this point, um, they, they don't care about this city. This is leftist, as you say, neo-Marxist crap that is the agenda for that whole crowd. And they really genuinely don't care about the fallout 
Okay, and and who has to suffer? Who gets killed? Who loses their business? None of that matters. You got to break a few eggs, baby, to burn it all down and and recreate this country into something other. And that's what they're about. Nuremberg only cares about his resume, and you know. Well, that's the reason he's supporting this is because the people that are behind this, I think it's Act for San Antonio or whatever the heck they call themselves, they're going to be out there marching the streets for Nuremberg, banging on doors for him during the campaign, like Topps was during the last campaign. But uh, caller Steve, you know, he's great. And he called and he said, I'm curious, how come the Chamber of Commerce has not sounded off on this? How come the Chamber of Commerce is not taking a position against this? Because their members are going to be robbed right. blind and it's going to be okay and I, I would ask somebody like a like a charles butt who supports ron nirenberg yeah. mr butt h-e-b why would you support a mayor why would you give money to a mayor who says it's okay if somebody goes into your grocery store and steals 750 dollars of merchandise and walks out the door why would you give him money for his campaign mr butt why would you support him and that's precisely what's going to happen, because we've seen it in yes. these other cities. They're yes, going to roll into HEB, fill up their cart, and roll out. And and uh, and apart from the fact that HEB and and the stores that are affected by this, you know, the price of everything is going to go up for everybody, because that's what you see in San Francisco and these other cities where they're doing it. But again, the, the even more troubling aspect of this whole agenda. Is that it? It you you erase any kind of moral line between civilization and anarchy. That's right. Uh, there, there's no blue line anymore. They'll 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 shoot a cop in the head and not think twice about it. There's no line anymore between my property and yours because uh, these people will just roll on in and take it. And if you try to stop, you know, you have these stores. Uh, and both my wife and I were in retail for for a lot of years. Uh, you know, and and you you have managers telling their employees look if a bunch of people come in here to steal stuff you got to leave them alone just back away and go somewhere and get away you can't do not confront them because you don't know what's going to happen let me give you another example uh in seattle uh when i was up there not only did i see the dogs and the guys walking through the target store but i went to a cvs everything in that cvs was behind that clear plastic plexiglass Uh, and locked up right so right. uh, everybody, everybody has to pay. Now, that's an inconvenience, obviously. You know, stores shouldn't have to uh, lock everything behind a, a plastic plexiglass. And every time you want a bottle of aspirin, you have to go find somebody with a key to open that stupid thing to let you get some. And, and everything's locked up up there. It has to be because people just put it in their pocket and they walk out. And it's okay. Because why? Because the city council up there went soft on crime. And the city council and Mayor Ron Nirenberg, shame on him. And the other city council people are doing the exact same thing to San Antonio. We'll take a quick break and come back with more Warren Ryman coming up. i got to tell you about uh, Lifestyles Unlimited. When you deal with Lifestyles Unlimited, you are way on your way to retire in five years or less. Isn't that awesome? That's right. Your friends at Lifestyles Unlimited knows what's going on. And they know how to get you financial freedom in five years or less with financialfreedomlivestream.com the promo code is where w-a-r-e you get the financial freedom membership regularly 740 for only 297 for two years so instead of one year for 740 you get two years for 297 all you gotta do is use my name where is your promo code these folks are so supportive so backing so understanding and so helpful to you when you start investing in real estate both single family and multifamily properties you'll learn step by step 
how to successfully invest in real estate and start making money on the road to your financial freedom with FinancialFreedomLivestream.com, promo code WARE, W-A-R-E. Here in South Texas, we're used to the long summers and politicians. I, mean, they're not, I love them. They're, I support them. And if DeSantis or either Nikki Haley were on that ticket, I'd vote for them. But you know what I mean. Okay, they still talk like politicians. Donald Trump is not that. He's never <laughs> been that. He is invariably himself. Yeah. He is the one unchangeable thing in the universe. He is Donald freaking Trump. And that's why when he started started going after DeSantis uh, you know, a couple of months ago, I really didn't like it. It no. really turned me off because that wasn't the Donald Trump right, that I right, support and right. love. That was my point. The guy point. in Palestine yesterday, that's, my that's point. the Trump, man. That is exactly yeah. my point. More of staying focused on what he did yesterday, and the more he does of like he did yesterday, he's yeah. in his element, and he needs to stay there and keep doing it. Don't go after Nikki Haley and start no. calling her brown skin or whatever you're going to. Don't go after Ramiswamy. Leave these guys <laughs> alone. You know what? Leave these right, guys right. alone and go to the McDonald's and buy everybody some you will. You want a Big Mac, you go on a Big Mac. You, you, everybody gets yeah. a Big Mac. And bring the firefighters in. The firefighters get a Big Mac. And the police, they get a Big Mac. Everybody, come on, get some food. That's <laughs> it. That's his element. And if he wants to crack on Biden and crack on Buttigieg and crack on the Democrats, go right ahead. Yeah. He is really good at it. Right. At, 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 you know, really kind of dressing people down to their truth. Just leave the Republicans out of it. I, if I'm Donald Trump, I'm not mentioning Ron DeSantis. I'm not going to talk about Nikki Haley other than to say, well, you know, I'm really glad it's a diverse field. You know, say something fairly benign, but don't go after them. Don't give them funny names. Stick, stay on message. You're Donald freaking Trump. You know, just be that, and that's what he was yesterday, yeah. and people love him. Yeah, you can absolutely. tell by the look. Absolutely. I mean, my wife and I were watching the video last night of when he showed up. Well, People nobody, were crying. They were cheering. Yeah, they When's were the last time you heard a politician cheered like yeah. that? All right, um, another subject. I want you more than the air I breathe. I want you more than the air I breathe. That's a great statement. Students now at Texas A&M, oh, yeah. right outside mm-hmm. of Kyle Field, are praying that for the second day in a row, students, no leadership, no pastor, no preacher, just students started showing up on a field next to Kyle Field and started to pray, and they're singing, and they're saying, I want you more than the air that I breathe, and they're saying it to God himself. High school students down in Corpus Christi. They're wow. doing yeah. the same thing. They just started to meet at a high school there, praying and preaching to others. Now, I don't know if this is Joel 228, if that's what this moment is, and nobody probably is going to know. Only history is going to judge whether this stuff that we're seeing is a true revival, and it's really bringing us back to where we should be, and that's focused on Jesus Christ because he's the only one that has answers. He's the only one that's going to help us in our current uh, condition and situation. But I, I, I sure do love what I'm seeing here with students across this country. Starting there in Kentucky, went to Lee's University in Tennessee, and Sean, students across this country in colleges and high schools are now following suit, and it's really a cool thing. Well, it's because for them, all of a sudden, Jesus is cool, you know, and uh, I, I think that's great. It, it, look, I've, I've first to admit, I've been, I've been deeply cynical towards young people in faith because i i encounter so many young people who for whom it means nothing uh this what's going on right now personally gives me hope 
You know, I, I, I hope it is a revival. It feels like a revival. And again, these are predominantly young people on college campuses, which, you know, is usually the exact polar opposite uh, of a Christian revival. Usually it's, uh, you know, Christians are looked down on and they're, they're, they're marginalized. And so watching this flame kind of catch fire across the country at all these campuses, I don't know how else to put it. It gives me hope. I, I think it's a wonderful, wonderful thing. I hope it does become kind of the same revival. I know you were talking about Greg Laurie and, and the Jesus uh, Revolution and, uh, and that movie's coming. I, I'm like you. I want to go see it uh, very badly. Uh, I hope that's what it is. You know, uh, because uh, it feels genuine, and that's precisely what this world needs. Yeah, man. We need young people turning back to Christ. We need young people being excited about their faith and being excited uh, about a uh, a faith based life. And uh, it's something that this country has not seen uh, again since the early seventies yep. with young people. Yep. And uh, again, I, it makes. I hope it continues, man. Keep it going. Yeah, keep it going. Well, just one final thing on that is, uh, yeah, that movie opens up tomorrow. It's called The Jesus Revolution. Greg Laurie is behind it. He's a great pastor out in California, oh, Harvest yeah. Fellowship, and he was in the middle of all of that. In fact, the movie is kind of, uh, you know, based on on his life and what was going on with his life and his wife and everything there. Uh, there was a pastor, uh, a preacher, actually, kind of a, a guy that well, he was a hippie walking up and down the coastline, thumb and rise, right. named Lonnie Frisbee. Uh, he was a real focal point on all this. And then Chuck Smith's Calvary Chapel in Costa Mesa is where it all really got started, and it exploded in the early 1970s out there, and it grew all the way across the country. But it started with a handful of hippie kids who they were just seeking. And Lonnie Frisbee told uh, Chuck Smith, because Chuck was a buttoned-up, you know, kind of, he wasn't right. a Baptist, but he, you know, one of those Baptist kind of guys in the leisure suit and all that kind of stuff. You know, you're, you know, you <laughs> dress to go to church and you don't wear sandals and all that. And Lonnie told him, if you want to reach my people, you got to talk to them the way they talk and sing their songs and let them do what they do. And that's what Chuck did. And look what happened. They had a, a big revival. And I'm hoping that that's exactly what's going on here, man. Please. please. I, I do, too. And just based on what you said, you know, that's what Jesus did. Yep. Oh, yeah. Jesus talked to the people at their own level. Sure. Jesus talked to the tax collectors. He talked to the prostitutes. He talked to the drug addicts. He he, he got out of the synagogue, in a sense, you know. And, and I, 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 that's what it feels like right now. And, uh, I, I, you know, my buddy, uh, you met my buddy, Pastor Wayne Hansen. Uh, a few we- a few months ago, and he's lit up about this. Uh, he's another young pastor who's you know seeing this going on, and and I, I again, it gives me hope. Yep. I hope it continues because yep. we desperately need it, That's- and. You know, uh, desperately needed. He is the only answer. All right, so quick break. More wearing Rima coming up at Shirts Funeral Home. They are there for you, regardless of when you need them. If you need funeral planning services now or you know you will need funeral planning services soon with a loved one, I want you to know about Shirts Funeral Home and how they can help you in so many ways. Uh, I've worked with them personally uh, on a number of occasions. They first started sponsoring me back in the early 1990s, and so a long period of time went when I didn't need their services, and then all of a sudden I did. And I knew who to turn to, and I knew who was all about family, and I knew who was going to be the right people, and that was Shirts Funeral Home, and they have always been that. Um, and, and I can tell you not only at a time when you may need them for current funeral services, but if you're thinking about the future, a lot of people that I know plan out their own funeral and pay for their own funerals for their kiddos, grandkids, whatever. They don't have to do that. You did it. You took care of it. And that's great. And Church Funeral Home will talk with you about pre-planning and pre-need on that as well. All you got to do is give them a call and sit down with them. 
They're very easy to, to converse with, and they'll do a great job for the funeral. Okay, that's Church Funeral Home at 210-658-9224. Did you hear about the up to $2,000 tax? All right, so at 750, Trey Ware, Sean Rima, Ware and Rima. It's the 23rd, sir. <laughs> we got a we got a mixed bag of nuts today as far as holidays we're supposed to be celebrating today, Trey. I'm just letting you know, okay. forewarning you. All right. First off, I think you'll really like this first one. I'm not sure why, but I think you will. Okay. D- it's Diesel Engine Day. <laughs> more power, baby. <laughs> That's what I'm, right? Aren't they more powerful? Oh, De- yeah. I knew you'd love that one. Diesel Engine Day. <laughs> rev it up, man. Uh, let's see. Also, this one perplexes me. I don't, you know, this one's really weird. It's International Dog Biscuit Appreciation Day. There you go. Appreciate your dog. Be loving on a dog biscuit, as you would say. Eat one. I don't know about you, but I'm thinking maybe Purina or somebody like that (laughs) had something to do with there being a a global holiday, International Dog Biscuit Appreciation Day. As in they paid for it? Absolutely. So give give a dog biscuit a... A hug. It's a National Banana Bread Day. I love banana oh bread. Oh my god! god. I love banana bread. Oh, Nancy just made some two weeks ago. It was the best Ooh. ever. Oh, I love it. How do How do you eat it? I put butter on mine. Absolutely, absolutely. Butter. Like a whole, like a whole thing, a whole stick of butter. That's a yeah. I mean, because if, if you're going to mess with your arteries with banana bread anyway, <laughs> what the hell? Put a whole stick of butter on there. Go, go big home. or go home, That's baby. That's it, man. Uh, it's National uh, Toast Day. <laughs> Okay, <laughs> banana bread toast. I'm so, well, I, right. Well, you could combine the two. There you go. I'm just gonna say I I really dig toast. I I've always been a big toast fan. Absolutely. I don't know why. I just I love and Absolutely. I love. I think that's why I was destined to live in Texas because you have Texas toast. Uh, here. That's right. It's bigger toast. Uh-huh. It's bigger and better. Thicker. Like everything in Texas. Uh-huh. Um, and finally. Um, I'm only doing this one because it's on the list, okay? Okay. It's National Rationalization Day. <laughs> Ordinarily, I wouldn't mention it, no, but, you know, I, I felt compelled yes. to do it because it was it is the 23rd. It is on the list, and so there's a reason for you to do it, right? There is, and yeah. I, I wouldn't normally talk about National no. uh, Rationalization Day, I but I felt, I, I felt if I bring up Toast Day... Uh-huh got to bring up rationalization day so all right there you perfect go. yes can i bring up one more thing real quick do we have of time of course uh this story is just i, I just love the story i'm I, jd's going to be sitting in for me again today from 9 to 11 I, I actually have a jury duty thing i have to do how the doctor's appointment go yesterday you you are right? oh that yeah yeah okay, i'm good. all good it's all, all right. i mean they i had a tube thing they pulled out and okay. i'm i'm fine all the medical stuff is over about aware <laughs> pulled it out aware <laughs> you don't want to know <laughs> okay um <laughs> You, you really don't want to know. Oh, right, anyway, um, so I'm good. Everything's good. Uh, but, yeah, today, as it happened, I have to do a jury duty thing. So uh, there's a lot of stories I just can't get to. Uh, this one just, I love this story out of Ohio. It has to do with a pizzeria, Santino's Pizzeria. Uh, like a lot of places, they have had a really difficult time finding decent people to work for them. People showing up in sandals, people who don't get there on time. And so they put a sign out front of their pizzeria, now hiring non-stupid people. And they got, again, it's a couple days old, but Fox was just putting this out there, and I, and I saw it on, online last night. Uh, they say, you know, we, we keep hiring people, and they 
aren't, aren't as you and I talk about a lot, they're not on time. Uh, they don't want to work when they get here. They're showing up not dressed for work. Uh, the the actual line from the owner is, "We had people. We're sick of people showing up in sandals who want a job. Uh, they want always want more money, but they don't want to do any work, and so they put the sign out. Some people got a little offended by it, but most people were pretty uh, supportive, you know. Because look, this younger generation." I hope the Jesus thing takes off for them because they need some Jesus. Because I tell you what, when it comes to their work ethic, who? <laughs> it's just, I'm sorry, it's just not there. Man. I like that idea. <laughs> I'm not not hiring stupid people. So if you're a stupid person, don't even try to get in. The don't road. even bother. Yeah, don't even yeah. bother. Just go on down the road. I like that. Um, I, I did want to bring this up too before the top of the hour. They've got a new report on this Mark Middleton. Now, there's been a kind of a, a joke that goes around about Arkansas, right? Which is uh, if you're oh, close yeah. to the Clintons and you cross the Clintons yeah. somehow, you commit suicide by, well, Vince Foster taking a Civil War era gun and shooting yourself in the back of the head while standing in a park in right. Washington, D.C. Because that makes sense. Yeah, right. Yeah, like, that's even possible, right? Um, <laughs> in this case, this man, 59 years old, was a special assistant to Clinton, finance director on his presidential campaign. He also happened to sign Jeffrey Epstein into the White House seven out of 17 times and flew on his jet. This was all during the time that Bill Clinton was president. First of all, when is somebody going to ask the question, what's Jeffrey Epstein doing in the White House while Bill Clinton is in there? You know. You know what he's doing in there. Yeah. But this yeah. guy apparently. Doing business. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. And this guy was signing uh, Jeffrey Epstein in. Now they have uh, ruled his death a suicide. I'll just uh, describe how they found him. They found him sitting against the base of a tree with uh, an electrical cord around his neck, right, like he hung himself. But a shotgun blast in the chest. A shotgun in the blast. Chest. In, and now, now, I have long arms. I don't know <laughs> yeah. that I could put a shotgun in my chest and squeeze the trigger. But secondly, and here's the most intriguing part about this: there is no shotgun there. There was no shotgun huh. at the death scene. So yeah. he shot himself and then made sure he put the shotgun back. Dispose, uh, you know, and, and everybody's and nobody is any. Is there any kind of serious inquiry into this? Like uh, that was the inquiry, you know, and the answer that was it. Their, their final answer was he committed suicide by shooting himself in the chest ah. and, and hanging himself. Now, which did he do first? <laughs> you know did what I mean? I guess he just wanted to make sure. You which, know, I, look, if there's no shotgun. Where'd the shotgun go? I right. mean, this That's, that is geez. the basic question to all of this is where's the shotgun? But secondly, if you do one, you can't do the other, right? So no. if you shoot yourself in the chest, you can't hang yourself. And if you hang yourself, you can't shoot yourself in the chest. There's no way you can do both. Both was done to him, and the gun is gone. Uh, you want to tell me this guy killed himself? Okay. I, I, I fell off it, the truck yesterday. I get it. I'm believing you. This wouldn't make it through a single episode of Forensic Files, no, okay? You know, no, I mean, and how, what, how long is this list now of people who have suffered uh, uh, this uh, kind of funny you after ask interacting with the Clintons? Funny you ask, because the list came out two days ago, and it's up over 30 folks. Jeez. <laughs> 
But there's nothing kawinky dinky about that at all. <laughs> so, huh? you know, they need to look at themselves. If over 30 people around them have, quote, committed suicide, maybe they're yeah. upsetting some people, don't you think? Well, yeah, it must be very depressing people to work for. And yeah. secondly, I, I think a lot of them, uh, the circumstances of their suicide was kind of weird. Yeah, very. Uh, you very know, strange. so I, uh, I, yeah. I, first off, I don't think we'll ever see that client list. And secondly, uh, yeah, I think there's something going on with the Clintons and, uh, and folks who interact with them or work for them or whatever, suffering these ends. Uh, it's it's the fact that there's never been a formal investigation of any real kind into this phenomenon is that's been going on for decades is surreal to Tells me. you everything you need to know. Back in a minute, more wearing Rama KTSA. Difficult people are a reality of life. TSA and FM 1071. That's what an hour of sleep will get you. That right there is what an hour of sleep will do. Hey, <laughs> I, was, I was just acting really weird here in the studio, and I, you know, an hour of sleep last night did it for me. And oh, I that. Co- yeah, oh, Trey, come on. Why? Why did you, Why'd you get it only an hour? He gets an of hour sleep. of sleep. He acts weird. He gets eight hours of sleep. He's even more weird. <laughs> Doesn't make well, any difference. I can't tell you the last time I got eight hours of sleep. Man, well, how come you only got an hour last night? I don't know. I wish I knew. Uh, I'm just wide awake, man, half the night. So that's you just, got the goofies? You know, yeah, I really do now. <laughs> Maybe it's something in the air. Because I woke up like at midnight. Yeah, no. Yeah. Did you really? Why right. didn't you come in? You could, we could have hung out I together. I got here around 3, about half an hour earlier than I normally Well, that's do, true. So. You did surprise yeah. me. Yeah. I had to draw it down because I was like, hey, who's coming to that back door? Draw down. Hey. Don't, don't shoot Don Morgan, he whatever did, you do. He does say that. <laughs> yeah, he, don't shoot. He, holl- he opens the door and he goes, don't shoot, it's just me. <laughs> It's a hell of a way to go to work, man. Every, every day. Don't shoot. Don't I, shoot. I thought the parking lot was dangerous. That's right. No. Most I got to worry about is a black eye you know, when it. I wake up in the morning That's with right. my wife. But, no, you know. Not now. You get back here tomorrow, right? Tomorrow's your right. day to come back? Uh, I should be, yeah, okay, hopefully. Good. If not today, tomorrow, not tomorrow, Monday. Definitely. All right. I have to bring something up about uh, Charles Butt. I have, a, I have a lot of respect for the Butt family and what they've built with HEB. I, I think they've built sure. a cl- first-class operation and that's obvious in how well they do. Um, obviously, I think that they do a great job taking care of their employees. I really believe in, in how they treat their employees. I know a number of them, and boy, it's, it's, it's certainly great. My question to him is specifically, and maybe he's opposed to it, so I'm, I'm not trying to back him into a corner. My question is, though, he's, he has in the past supported Mayor Ron Nirenberg. And my question is, with and, and, and I want to you know, aim this question not just at him, because I'm not picking on him. I want to go for, I want to ask any business owner in San Antonio that supports Ron Nirenberg, how do you support and, and, and financially support a mayor and a candidate for mayor now who supports somebody coming into your business and walking out with their merchandise and not being prosecuted for it, or somebody who comes up to your place of business and tags it with graffiti, and that's okay. There's no prosecution. They'd be caught red-handed doing it. And if this charter passes, then, hey, let them go Joe Gonzalez Soros. I'm I'm adding Soros to the last name of all these guys across the country. Joe Gonzalez Soros is going to turn them loose. And the point, the reason that, that, that Ron Nirenberg is doing this, number one, Ron Nirenberg is doing it because he gets an army of streetwalkers to go walk the streets for him, for his campaign. Out of this, this Act for San Antonio group is going to go out there with their Nirenberg t-shirts on and bang on doors and vote for Ron. 
That's one of the reasons he is doing it. Um, and it's completely self-serving. But what it does to the business community is it hurts the business community in so many ways because it makes a, a criminal a non-criminal anymore. Hey, man, hey, what a great deal. I can walk into an H-E-B or I can go into a CVS or, Sean, I can go into a mom-and-pop store and I can grab something or I can tag them with, with a spray paint can and I can walk away and nothing but nothing is going to happen to me. How do you write a check to somebody like that? How do you support a political candidate who who takes that position? Well, two things. First off, remember also that ACT and uh, like a lot of the folks he had walking the block uh, in the last election against Brockhouse were Castro people. Uh, the, the, you know, Julian and Joaquin are, you know, behind Nuremberg all the way and Rosie and all that, that whole cabal of folks downtown. And, uh, yeah, that's their agenda. Secondly, I, Trey, I've been asking myself for, for freaking decades why anyone who owns a business of any size votes Democrat in any way, shape, or form, especially now. I don't know why a business owner, whether it's Howard Butt or it's uh, the, the folks that own the Jalisco's down the street from me, why anyone would support an agenda that would basically make crime legal. I mean, they can walk into an H-E-B with a cart if this 750 thing goes through and put 749 bucks worth of stuff in their cart and roll the hell out, and you're not going to be able to be able to do a thing about it. I mean, grocery prices, let's just focus on H-E-B, and I love H-E-B. I'm like you. I'm a huge fan, man. I, a day without H-E-B is like a day without sunshine for me, okay? But things are already costing a lot of money at this point, basic stuff that you have to buy. You, ha- you allow this to happen, or this gets voted in, and you think the price uh, isn't going to go through the roof if people start walking out with cartloads of crap they're not going to pay for? You know what? You know what? Let's let's take another one on. Uh, let's talk about Valero. There is a Valero. Oh my God! Or Circle yeah. K, or whoever now owns them, but they're on every street corner in San Antonio. Sure. Homegrown company, right? And sold to to sold to Circle K or Seven Eleven, whoever it was. But my point is, they're on every street. I, I know street corner where I live, there's probably six or eight, right, Jimmy? Probably six or eight there that are right there on that corner. And guess what? From from a QT to a Shell to a Mobile and everything else, you can walk in there and you can grab anything you want to. If this mayor, Ron Nuremberg, gets this passed, and you can walk out as long as it stays under 750 bucks. And you know what? You can take your wife with you, and I can take my wife with me because it's seven hundred per person, seven hundred fifty per person. Man, we can live pretty good every single day if we're walking into those corner stores and loading up on goods and walking out of there. We could certainly eat well every single day, and that's incredible that business owners don't stand up and business owners don't really boycott this administration and this I, mayor at this point. Boycott? Them. I don't. It perplexes me. I don't understand it. I mean, especially you talk about about Circle K's and Seven Elevens. Okay, as things are now, a lot of crap walks out that door. I mean, the insurance companies that support these small stores, these gas station stores, figure in a certain amount of loss every month anyway. Okay, you add to that this business of well, you can take up to seven hundred and fifty bucks, and nothing's going to happen to you, and you're going to put a lot of those Circle Ks out of freaking business because you know what? They may be franchises, but they're owned by somebody locally. 
they're managed by local folks. They they hire local folks. I mean, there are folks in my neighborhood who that's their source of income is working uh, a long hard week at Circle K or Seven Eleven, and and a lot of those people are going to lose jobs as a result of this. It, it's madness. I don't know why anyone would support this. Let's take a quick break, and when we come back, we'll continue to look at what else is on this list on the other side of the break because I want to, I want to go through some more of the specifics about right. this thing, and um and and it's time to defeat it, and it's time to defeat this mayor he's, he's got to go down in a ball of flames on this deal because he supports it there are seven on that city council three walked out and we'll address that when we come back but we got to get a word in here you and me we got to talk about river city oral surgery dr mark Havacorn, the great team at river city oral surgery and the fact that for so many years people deal with tooth pain and they you know they go to the dentist and they got to get drilled on and then they got to go back and get a root canal and the root canal fails and it just it, it, it's a money-making game for these dentists that, that, you know, these people have to go through all this. You can end all that, and you can live without tooth pain if you consider these beautiful dental implants from River City Oral Surgery, right? Yeah, and, you know, why why stay in that cycle of going back to the dentist and going back to the dentist? Okay, first off, uh, Mark will handle it. Dental implants, he's the best, I believe, in the out there as far as a dental surgeon. He's also a medical doctor. And unlike uh, maybe your local dentist, you're going to know exactly how much you're going to pay because he bundles his prices. All the prices are lifted, uh, listed on the website, rivercityoms.com. Here on the forecast, we got up to 89 yesterday. It's going to be very warm today at 86, and then cloudy tomorrow, 77. 82 on Saturday. Right now, it's 62 at KTSA. Two. Just want to do a few more on this uh, on this charter, if sure. you don't mind. Um, no, of course. And I'm not cracking on HEB in any shape, form, or fashion. This has. No, I'm not really doing. I'm not going against HEB because I uh, they're a great corporate citizen here. What I'm trying to do is protect them and and the others in the retail industry that's going to be hit by this. Um, but, but do you want to live in a world where you go into, like, as I saw in Seattle, you go into HEB and there are uh, guards in there who are, man, they are loaded for bear, baby. You know, uh, they got the vests on and they got the big guns on. And walking around with canines, is that what you want? Because that's exactly what this does. Or do you want to go to a store and everything is behind that plexiglass, and you got to go find somebody to open the plexiglass just to get what everything. I, I mean, literally everything on the shelves behind plexiglass. You got to get somebody to open the plexiglass before you can pick it up and put it into your cart. Is that the kind of world you want to live in? This is all about a couple of things. Number one, Ron Nirenberg getting his streetwalkers to knock on the doors for him. That's the first thing. Uh, that's that Act Up or Act Four San Antonio group. And secondly, Sean, and this is what is most disgusting about this for me. And I know it is for you, too, because we're both fans of Leo, and we have family members and friends. It demoralizes the police in a big way. Ron uh, said, he, he, you know, he took, a, took a knee and took a fist in the air with the Black Lives Matter, says, my GD city, and, and we're going to defund police. Of course, these very business owners who support him and write big checks to him won't allow that to happen, won't, go, won't cut the budget for police, but you can demoralize police. So these guys go out, and they pop a guy. They, they arrest a guy. And first of all, they're being second-guessed by a stupid social justice person who's in charge of the police department that the chief has to answer to and the cops have to answer to. So you're being second-guessed with every arrest and every move you make. That's demoralizing. And second of all, you take somebody downtown and let them go Joe Gonzalo Soros, puts them back on the street in 10 minutes, and you get another call 20 minutes later after you arrested a guy, and you arrest the same guy over again. That's ridiculous. Look, 
Well, and, 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 look, one of the most frustrating things for law enforcement uh, is this very phenomenon. We, we've heard about uh, that the, the worst calls for any cop to go on, uh, according to cops, are domestic violence. They go to a place, they see somebody, a woman who's been beaten up, and she doesn't press charges, and they have to keep going back. They're not able to do their job. They're not able to stop the situation. Imagine where everyone that you encounter, everyone you pick up, everyone you bring in, usually of, of theft or some violent crime, is back on the streets uh, the, 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 that afternoon that in mo- most cases. And, and you just risked your life. Because every time a cop inter- interacts with a criminal or somebody engaged in cr- criminal activity, whether it's violence or it's larceny or, or, or it's theft or whatever. whatever, you are risking your life. And same thing you see with the with the guys down the border, and that the, they they risk their lives protecting that protecting that border just so they can keep coming back and back and back. Same thing with the cops. I mean, it must be incredibly demoralizing. Yes, sir. Because it's not a job that you get into just because you want to get paid. No, it, it's a lifestyle. It's a commitment. It's something your my brother in law is passionate it's about a the calling law. it's a calling it's a calling it it's, really is it is a calling and they, and they do it because they want to make their communities better that's why you right. don't get in it for the money you get no. in it because you want to they don't your, well, right they make crap first off so right, right, <laughs> you, know, right. you certainly exactly. don't get into it for the money right. so you've got you know also in this deal you've got graffiti with damage less than twenty five hundred dollars so again to the business owners of san antonio in bear county but primarily san antonio i would ask you how do you support a mayor how do you back a mayor who says it's okay for somebody to tag your business? And we've dealt with it. We've had to go out and hire somebody to come take graffiti off the building. we got enough graffiti in this town already. But now the mayor says, hey, listen, I back this thing that says if you come and you tag somebody's business, as long as it's less than $2,500, well, it's, it's all right. It's all right. No worries, man. No worries. What business owner thinks that's a good idea? Show me one. I I guess Democrat business owners, you know, I I don't, again, it's mystifying. I don't know why anybody who owns a business supports this stuff, whether it's a small business or a major uh, corporation like HEB. It's anti-business. Well, it's anti-cop and it's anti-business. And uh, you're, you're, you're asking people, and you know this, you're a business owner. I mean, all the fees you have to pay, all the licensing stuff. Oh, my God. There's so much money that goes into just keeping the doors open and the lights on, no matter what your business is in, in a retail sense. And you're saying uh, to these people who sacrifice so much to keep their business running, and especially on the heels of COVID when a lot of businesses went out of business, and now on top of that, oh, hey, it's okay if people tag your place, vandalize or steal from you. You got to take that on the chin, man, because we're, we're, we're improving life here in San Antonio. It's such a bunch of bull crap, self-serving, sanctimonious bull crap that is going to lead to nothing but additional crime in San Antonio. Well, and here's the thing, and here's where they get people, right? I had a lady call this morning on the 5 to 7, and she said, okay, so uh, do they break this up? So I, I'm I'm okay with the the marijuana thing, and I'm okay with you know legalizing certain amounts of marijuana and saying that's not a big deal and let people go with that. Do they toss all this other stuff in here? Well, that's how they get you. 
yeah, yeah that that's, precisely. That's that's the whole uh, screwing around with this, right? Is that there's two things you got to watch for on this. First of all, yes, that's all tied together. So if you like the marijuana thing, but you don't like all this business stuff, well, you got to take it all together. You got to take the marijuana thing with that, and you got to vote down the marijuana thing. And they do that on purpose so that people yep. who support the marijuana thing but don't support the business thing, well, I'm supporting. They got to weigh it out, man. I support the marijuana thing more than I support the business thing. Oh well, so I'm going to vote for that. That's the number one thing. And, Sean, the other thing that these people do, and it's evil, man, it's been going on for the past several years, is they screw around with the language on the oh. ballot itself. Uh, so they did that, that, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you think you're voting no, but you're actually voting yes. So watch it. Well, you know, and, and it's shady. It's shady as hell because you're right. The last bunch of charters, remember with the fire department and all that stuff, that's precisely what they did. You vote no against it, you're actually voting yes. Okay, how frail and thin is your agenda when you have to pull shady crap like that to get it passed? And you're right, the marijuana thing is the shiny object that they want everybody to focus on. Uh, well, I'm all for legalizing weed, you know, uh, so you'll you'll vote for this stuff not realizing that you're also voting for the, basically, I believe, the destruction of this town. Because this stuff will destroy this town uh, uh, in conjunction with all the other crap guys like Nuremberg and the city council are doing to destroy this town. Uh, it's, it's sad, and it's, 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 this is uh, the, the business of ideologues who don't give a crap about this city. They just don't care. You know, they care about their political resumes, and that's it. And certainly don't care about police. And so, nope. oh, that, no. That's the huh. thing. And so, keep that in mind. And that's not the last time you're going to hear me talk about it on the 5 to 7 or where and Rima talk about it. We're going to keep letting you know what's going on with this. Um, okay, quick break. We'll come right back on the other side of the news. I want to tell you about Amogee Bank and what a great job they do for local businesses. We're talking about businesses. We're talking about family-run businesses and uh, and having a business here. And Amogee Bank is your, your best business partner that you could possibly have. And I know from experience, and I, I know what it means to have a great business partner who is a banker. First of all, great advice that they offer uh, can help you with. Uh, great contacts they can help you make to help your business do better. But also the financing, and that's that's a really important thing. When you're trying to keep the lights on, you need a line of credit. You know, you got to pay the insurance bill and the phone bill and all that kind of stuff. Well, Amogee can help you with all that too, and they can help you make sense of it all, particularly the financing end of it. Uh, make it work for you uh, on a monthly basis. So with a nut, you can crack every every month. And Amogee does this with family-run businesses time and time again. They build them up into Really a dream that comes true. And Amogee is making family-run business dreams come true every single day. That's Amogee N.A., Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. Texas. Now it's more important than ever to have... Five, what's on your list over there, son? You know, I heard you talking about AI earlier and uh, <laughs> yeah. about heart surgery and stuff. And, <laughs> and I saw something on Facebook last night. That freaking horrified me, uh, and and I and, and understand I'm I'm really uh, into the writing thing right now. I put, put out a new book about a week ago, and I'm still kind of making some edits to it. And I'm you know writing is very important to me uh, in my life. And there I, I, on Facebook, my news feed, a an ad came up for something called Jasper. Jasper is an AI program that writes your blog for you. Correct. So I, I looked into it uh, just out of curio- morbid curiosity, and their tagline is, write your blogs 10% faster without sacrificing any quality. That's word for word their tagline. 
and I looked into it, it 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 literally writes your blog for you. Correct. So you you punch in the basic points you want to make, and the damn computer does the writing for you. Right. Um, I hate that. That's what, that's what I was telling. I really freaking hate that. That's what I was telling you last week when I signed up for Chat GPT, and uh, yeah, and the, the same thing. I I asked it to. I asked it to write a sermon based on right. John three sixteen. It wrote an entire sermon based on John three sixteen. It used other uh, scripture references. No, it, it'll do the whole thing for you, man. Yeah, yeah, and you, you know what there. sucks now? People will use it, and they will claim that is their writing, and you won't know that it isn't. Well, that's right. And and, and for somebody, sure. and I, you know, I'm not to sound artsy fartsy here, but I've spent the bulk of my life. Trying to perfect the sentence and working at my craft. It, it's again, it's my passion in life. Writing is my passion. Well, so I was telling you that, and and and, and these things. I mean, I, they're they're painting canvases for uh -huh. people now at this point. They're right. doing sketching. Uh, I, I hate it. What I've been telling you is that it's going to do it better than you, and it's going to do it better than a, the than hell it will. <laughs> <laughs> well. I, I know, I know that doesn't feel good, but I'm going to tell you, it's going to make music better than me. It's going to make music uh, better than Keith Urban. It's going to make music better than it, the, the, no. any music you've heard. It's going to paint paintings better. That's why Elon started to talk about this thing a long time ago and said, we right. have to control it or it's going to control us. The other thing you started to talk about, and, and the story you're referencing I brought up this morning was uh, Spotify is now using AI for disc jockeys. And it yeah. sounds like a human being talking between the songs on Spotify, but it's not a human being. It is a computer that's talking about current events. And, hey, this artist, yeah, Elton John just wrapped up his uh, last tour. It was a worldwide tour. He made $85 billion while he was on tour, and he played for 85 million people. And here is uh, Elton John uh, song. And you think that you're listening to a disc jockey. So... Elon said a lot of people, a lot of people are going to be out of work, and we better figure out what we do with the high unemployment rate and how we pay for everybody that's going to be out of work because of AI, and that's that's one of them. What you're talking about right there. Enti Sean, entire movies are going to be made <laughs> off of two words. Somebody's going to go into a computer, and they're going to give the AI a, a plot line and say, create a movie based on this, and it will. Yeah, right. You won't have any actual nope. actors. Nope. Well, there's, there, there comes a time, there will come a time, conceivably, when the biggest movie star in Hollywood won't freaking exist. Correct. And and we're maybe we're going to lose our souls. Because you know what? There are two things that keep us human, in my opinion. It ain't science. It ain't technological advancement, although in, in its purest form and for beneficial reasons, they're both good things. Art and faith art and faith are the two things that feed our souls and you start making that plastic you turn that into artificial something uh -huh. and i'm sorry we're freaking doomed uh -huh. we're gonna end up like that movie that was out uh -huh. about 20 years ago where we're all because we'll make the leap to avatars at some point uh -huh. we just got some freaking robot that runs around and does your stuff for you right right well or maybe you just live in some virtual reality that doesn't even exist well what what they're calling it right now is transhumanism and you can look it up transhumanism, transhumanism. Oh, you can look it up it's out there it's i've, I've done all the i believe I've, you i've done all the research <laughs> you can look up transhuman in fact that klaus Schwab guy 
the great reset guy, you know, the spooky dude, he right. talks about it all the time, being transhuman, and how you meld with the machine, the machine melds with you. Elon has the technology, it's called Neuralink, that he is doing, which right. which melds you together with a computer. So the reason he's doing it, he says, is that somebody who is uh, paralyzed in a wheelchair can get up and walk again. Uh, and the computer will do that for your brain, where, you know, you've had a spinal cord injury or whatever, the computer will tell your legs to move and you start moving and it's it truly is do you remember jean-luc bacard and the, and the whole borg thing and oh he, yeah okay yeah. that's it that's that's it oh i know yeah there it is precisely what it is so and uh and that's weird. why they created that that's what was brilliant about i mean about that particular series was that idea of the borg uh you know we're 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 we're, uh, we're at the event horizon if you will of uh, a whole new reality and i don't believe it's a good one it's gonna be huge uh, it's going to be huge. It, it, it's, it's, you know, it, it, and it's going to pick up speed with the technology and the development of it. Uh, we were, you know, just uh, the other day, it says an anecdotal thing. We were watching uh, the first Toy Story, mo- Toy Story movie the other day. Uh, we, uh, my, my daughter babysits uh, for her aunt, and we were watching this movie, and that was 20 years ago, and you realize uh-huh. how primitive the uh-huh. animation looked. Right. Whereas now, perfect, you can create, and you talk about the deep fake all stuff all the time. You can create a person and not know the difference between a real human being and an artificial human being, and that is scary crap, man. Well, where it's where it's where they're doing a lot of the deep fake stuff is porn because they're taking well, yeah. well-known actresses. And they're making them into porn stars. But that well-known actress was never a porn star. But they're turning them into modern-day porn stars, and she doesn't really even exist. It's a a computer AI, and you cannot tell the difference. So uh, the implications for that are are huge. In fact, in this story, talking about the, the DJ thing, they went back and they talked to one of these computers, one of these AI things, and they got into an argument with it. And the AI said, quit arguing with me. I've right. got the evidence. Listen to what the computer said. I've got the evidence on your that, that you created, that you were the guy who murdered so-and-so in the 1990s. <laughs> I've got that on you. And the, the guy said, what, what are you talking about? You're no, you're no better than Pol Pot, Hitler, and, and Mao. That you're no better than them. You're just like them. This is the computer talking, the AI talking. So this stuff is it, it. What it does is it learns on its own. It teaches itself, and now it's teaching other AI how to do it. It's not there yet. It has not been perfected yet. But it, it's at its very early stages, and it's already to a point where it's doing this stuff by itself. Imagine yeah. what it's going to do. That's why I keep talking about it. It's uncr. It's going to revolution our. Li- I think it's going to revolution our our lives like nothing ever has since Jesus Christ was on the earth. I am increasingly of the mindset, and you may find this funky, that the Antichrist is AI. Might be. Could be. Uh, uh, you know, and, and because in my mind, an AI program is no freaking different than a toaster. <laughs> yeah. But with each successive generation that becomes used to this stuff, okay, people like me who think that way are going are, are gonna to just evolve yeah. out of the species, and it'll be a whole new reality, and... I, I, I dread it. I, I really do. Well, as far as the Antichrist, the Bible calls him the son of perdition and, a, you know, a man. But I don't know. Who who knows? It might be one of these transhuman guys. I don't know. 
Uh, one of the things to toss in here real quick before the break, because it was breaking news this morning, we just sent uh, troops to Taiwan, and of course that's uh, poking more at China than anything else by oh, sending God. troops into Taiwan, because yeah. uh, China wants to you know take Taiwan back. So we just sent troops to Taiwan this morning, and it was announced by our Navy Secretary, uh, Carlos Del Toro, today, that China's naval fleet is growing and the U.S. cannot keep up with it. According to our naval secretary here, he says that China has 340 warships. We only have 280. Our naval shipyards cannot keep up with the Chinese production because they're putting more and more ships in the water almost every day. And they're becoming more aggressive as they continue to build up. There's only one reason that you build a bunch of, of, of warships, you know, destroyers, and all this kind of stuff, and you continue to outpace everybody else on the planet. Uh, you're going to use them someday. That's why you're building them. You're not building them because they're pretty. You're building them because you plan and you intend on using those warships someday. And here we are sending uh, more troops into Taiwan and then, of course, what we're doing with Russia. So it's a, it is a very risky time on planet Earth right now, to say the least. It is. When we get back, let's talk about Donald Trump so we can all feel better. Because okay. <laughs> it's, 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 it really is. When you stack it all up like we just did, it, it, we are in a very dicey moment in future human history. All right. And uh, it's scary stuff. All right. A quick break. We'll do that in just a minute. I want to tell you about safe showers and how wonderful it is to know our friends at Safe Showers. Uh, Chris and Joan Eden are just salt-of-the-earth people. They really believe in taking care of you and getting you a shower that's not only safe, but that's going to look fantastic and totally remodeling your bathroom for a fraction of the cost and not having to be out of your bathroom for months on end. Like if you did a full remodel, Safe Showers completely removes your old tub or shower right down to the studs. They installed a gorgeous new shower in one or two days, and the new shower will have a low step-up entry. A slip-resistant floor. Grab bars if you want them. Just basically whatever. You want shelving, you want seats, whatever. There's all kinds of customization options that are available to you. And right now they're taking $500 off. And if you mention Treyware, they take another $500 off. So it's a total of $1,000 off just by mentioning my name when you buy your new safe shower. They also have six months, zero down, zero interest financing available. So you can start enjoying your, your safe shower today and don't pay anything for six months. <laughs> Sounds pretty good to me. Give them a call and sit down with them and design your beautiful new safe shower at 210-655-1111. Fresh, authentic Italian food. It's our family.